Yo, what's good, yo? We back yeah. with season two. Um, yeah, we about to get go. real New York on um, yeah. So I'm saying, like, it's follow, subscribe. Yeah. Y'all, we finna be it's live. It's kidding, you'll be back again. To tell your friends, to tell your wretched ass friends. Thought we was gone, but nah, I know we ain't. But you got rid of us, but no, no, you can't. Yeah, uh, Welcome back to another episode of Pontificating Podcast. It's me, your girl, Ty. And it's me, your girl, Asia. And we are back like we never left it, right, <laughs> niggas? <laughs> and our niggas and non-conforming, all the peoples. Right. Anyway, <sighs> it's been a long day, if y'all haven't noticed. Let's jump right into it, though. Okay. And I'm coming for y'all. Mm. Some of y'all motherfuckers... Like, y'all really don't have no personality. You really want to decorate your apartment for fall? <laughs> and I get it. We're in November. It's giving Thanksgiving. I get it. Do the Thanksgiving. Like, you want to dress your table, but you want to change your living room over for fall, and y'all be having fake dead leaves that's turning different colors, and all this, like, br- Babe, it looks tacky as fuck, and it just gives like y'all don't have Wait, no decor. People are doing what? What are they doing? They're like change it, like they change their apartment over seasonally. Uh-huh. So for fall, they like decorate their apart, like their houses and apartments with, like pumpkins, and then they get mm-hmm. like garlands that's like fall colors that's like changing, that's orange and green. And like I saw this girl's TikTok, and she was like, "I'm changing my apartment over for fall," and she had like a ugly burnt orange on top of ugly burnt orange that don't really clash and then she had pompous and then mm-hmm. i said this is why no. you motherfuckers really want a personality so bad don't it's even, ugly don't even got any fall songs nobody is changing over their apartment mm-hmm. for fall now if you want to do a thanksgiving theme thing christmas christmas holiday yes yeah fall yeah that's weird it's strange. Yeah, I agree. It's sh- like if you want to like maybe transition the colors to be more warm and cozy because it's like winter time. You want to ne- like I understand that, but like leaves in in pumpkins and and pump like you guys are gross. It's gross, and it shows that you have no um decor. It'd be the people with white walls. Mm. And I'm sorry, like, you can have white walls or whatever, but it's given no thank you. Like, get a different color. <laughs> it's given, I just moved in. I haven't made a decision. <laughs> color them walls. Um, my idea just me is a downer. No, it's not a downer. It's a question. Um, like, we, so we talked uh, a few episodes back, uh, back about, like, selling your estate. Getting your will done, getting this done, mm-hmm. getting that stuff done, right? Like, do you think people put it off because they don't want to, like, do what they have to die? Outside of it being a hassle, like, it, it can cost money, it takes time, it takes paperwork. But do you feel like part of that drag is, like, if I sit down and decide how I'm going to, how my estate will be settled after I'm done, how my funeral has to go, they have to, like, deal with the fact that they're going to die. And that's probably, like, a little daunting, maybe. I mean, for some people, yeah, like, people who have children and they have to, like, in case I die, my kid goes to this person. It does. I think that is sad. But I'm like, I don't know. I think the answer is like, yes, but also it kind of just doesn't make sense. I'm like, babe, we all die every day. Right. Like, Mom and I were talking like, I think a few days ago and we were cracking up. 
Because mm-hmm. I was talking about, <laughs> she was saying, she said if I want to, I, I got to build her pine box. And I said, that sounds about right. I'm not paying all this money to put you in the ground. Mm-hmm. And we were having a good laugh. And I was like, it's sort of, it, and I've discussed with her before, like, you got to really get some some stuff figured out. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time, like, she was laughing through it. And I was like, okay, maybe I'm making strides. Yeah. Maybe she's. No, people are afraid of death, like, on some real shit. It just, I don't know why you're saying that reminded me of. I took my mother to New Orleans for her birthday, 2020. And, you know, the big thing, I think I've spoken about it on this podcast before, but it's like top 10 memory i was like you know they go at new orleans it's big for people to go to cemeteries to mm-hmm. like look at the grounds and see the architecture or whatever so as we were eating crawfish and i said oh next to you want to go see the we were doing tour shit i said oh next to you want to go see the cemetery the way this woman's eyes kept darting like what the fuck like are you gonna kill i was like first of all relax right but just the thought of death sent her i think for some people they are absolutely afraid of it's like the, being afraid of the unknown yeah and then having to reconcile with like time is ticking right time is ticking i mean i have nothing to give to nobody so it doesn't matter i mean i guess my tail bars your body how do you want your body to be settled oh i i know exactly yeah i want to be in a the, the tomb the above ground mm. thing like i i already know how like i want that to be um you know what I was thinking about too? I was like, oh, who's gonna carry my body? Mm. That's I wouldn't want women to do it. Like I see people on TikTok and they have like women pallbearers, and I'm like, that's cute. Can't the staff do it? I don't wanna do it. I mean, honestly, it doesn't why does the family have to do it? They, they make the family do way too many things. I just thought about that and I'm like, is it because like I'm gonna take you to your final resting place? One of my oh, friends, maybe. he went to bury his grandmother months ago now. And him and his brother were pallbearers, but the grandmother had um, maybe seven children. Mm-hmm. They all weren't there. One had passed away. Two or three are Rastafarian, so they don't do certain things when it comes to funerals. And it ended up like being him and his brother, who haven't seen the grandmother in years, just random to the people. And he was just like, how did we get here? And I was like, well, technically it should be you. It should, be, it should be someone who's not attached to this woman who... And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's, it's actually insane that people who are attached to these people have to now carry a dead body to a hole. It's actually kind of insane. Yeah. I was like, it should be someone who is doing it out of a sense of, like, duty or, you know, it is what it is, as opposed to, like, I am literally carrying my mother, my so-and-so to her grave. That's actually very sad and extra traumatizing. So get the staff to do it, is what I'm saying. My body's going to science. If I'm... <laughs> If I'm small enough, because you know they have a weight limit. I am actually. Do they? They do have a weight limit for boxes. No, for giving your body to science. Oh, you want to give your body to science? Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess the doctors need to learn. Yeah. Oh, my eyes. Black, I want to donate my eyes. Oh, I would donate do that. my skin. Um, I would love to sign up for like where I know what they're going to be studying. Right. Mm-hmm. Like they're going to be studying like black women and fibroids. Or like oh. black obesity in black women, like something that I could be like, yeah, use my body to fund this research. Don't just be giving my shit away any old willy nilly. Oh, okay. I would give my eyes because my grandmother definitely got somebody's cornea twice. Oh, did she? Yeah, that's why she was listening. That's why we thought we thought they would come back for their sight. Um. <laughs> Oh, what a dark time. Oh, my uh, gosh. Oh, <laughs> no, but that makes sense. 
See, you didn't tell me about the story before. I, was, I didn't. No. I did. You know what? I wasn't in a high heel. You high were it. Like, That's no, that But is... me and my aunt was on the phone calculating about it. Oh, We're my like, gosh. No. Um... Yes, yeah, so I would do that. I would definitely give my I, I would give my organs for sure. Cause what I'm gonna do with them? Exactly. Yeah, I would definitely if my organs are viable. But I definitely do plan to uh, die of old age. So I don't know how well how well it is. My liver probably gonna be shot by the time I'm old mm. enough. Um, but yeah, what I can give, I will give. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just like I don't know. Just keep my limbs. Just keep my limbs. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't want I don't want to be in. You know what I'm saying? Cause you don't know how I'm gonna go up to heaven. I'm I'm just like I could go without the organs. I don't need them. But like going up to heaven, you ain't got no arms, no legs. Nobody know that. Like oh my gosh, this is not funny. But um, so when your pet is put down mm-hmm. at a veterinary clinic, they put you in the room by yourself. Cause I've had two pets get put down. Right. Um. Yeah, two. Oh no, so no one passed away and one was put down. Okay, but either way, they 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 put you in a room, and the room is like a very like tranquil room, so you can go there and cry by yourself hours, hours. But on the walls, they have different things, and one of them have this thing called Rainbow 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 Bridge, mm-hmm. and it's where pets go. It's like it's heaven for pets, right? And there's a poem that's associated. The poem is like the poem talks about how wherever your pet is going. If they're missing a leg, they're going to grow a leg back. If they die of kidney failure, they'll, they'll get their kidneys back. And I was reading this poem, and I was like, I hate this room. <laughs> I don't want to be in here. They just go cry at home. It's Wait. Is it just this side of heaven is a place called Rainbow Bridge? Uh-huh. When an animal dies that has been especially close to someone here, that pet goes to Rainbow Bridge. There are meadows and hills for all our special friends so they can run and play together. There's plenty of food, water, and sunshine, and our friends are warm and comfortable. All the animals who have been ill and old are restored to health and vigor. Those who were hurt or maimed Mm -hmm. are made whole and Mm -hmm. strong again, just as we remember them in our dreams of days and times gone by. The animals are happy and content, except for one small thing. They each miss someone very special to them who had to be left behind. They all run and play together, but the day comes when one suddenly stops and looks into the distance. His bright eyes are intent. His eager body quivers. Suddenly, he begins to run from the group, flying over the green grass, his legs carrying him faster and faster. You have been spotted, and when you and your special friend finally meet, you cling together in joyous reunion, never to be parted again. The happy kisses rain upon your face. Your hands again caress the beloved head, and you look once more into the trusting eyes of your pet, so long gone from your life, but never absent from your heart. Then you cross Rainbow Bridge. If they don't be fucking, I, I remember being in this room. I rate. Like, first of all, I rate. This dog not gonna be um reunited with his mom. <laughs> what the fuck? You are the mom. No. You are the mom. This dog did not come from your body. I hate that poem so much. That is actually gaslighting at its finest. Mm-hmm. I think that is very funny. Um, okay, Rainbow Bridge. That is so funny. I have something to say, but that's that really <laughs> <laughs> that really took it over. They said until we Oh, that's what it is. The Paul Bearer thing. Okay. It says it is a role that requires one to carry the casket of a deceased loved one or friend 
symbolically bearing their weight and helping them to lay helping to lay them to rest. Okay. It is a duty that is deeply meaningful and can provide a sense of closure for those who have lost someone close to them. Um actually, you know what? See, the family members I was like, bear my weight, you deserve it. Carry me. Mm-hmm. They probably gonna be dead. <laughs> Like I don't want I don't want somebody grieving it and have to carry me. That's too much. It's but too much. Just hire somebody. That's what I'm saying. Just hire people. Yeah. Hire them and tip them all in my honor. That's nice. Yeah. 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 You know, because you know, you know me. I love an aesthetic. So I really want you know what? The most beautiful funeral I've ever seen in my life. But what? Whitney Houston. Such a good I meant funeral. To, I meant to watch it again. It's in my saved videos and YouTube. It is a good that, funeral. Yo, when they lifted her casket up as she started singing herself, I said, this shit is beautiful. I cried. That was a good I funeral. I cried. I watched the whole thing. That's probably why she's so fond in my heart. Because that was a good fucking funeral. I watched the whole thing. Oh. I was like, this is how you funeral. That is how you funeral. And that's crazy. You know what? Let me not. That's too dark. <laughs> we go. Then they had Bobby in the background trying to get in. And we saw all that happen. We said, what is going on? Mm-hmm. What's the commotion? Mm-hmm. What is the commotion? What is the commotion? Down here. Mm-hmm. They kicked that man out of his own ex-wife wedding. That's messed up. It really is. I, You know, sinister things going on in that family. But that ain't going to be your problem because you're going to be dead. You didn't even got to worry about it. That's one thing I would love to be free of. What? Family drama. Mm-hmm. I do hope I'll be around to like, you know, peek in and see how we progressed. I, mean, I love family drama that I'm not a part of. I love hearing about it. Yeah, I don't wanna I don't wanna be, be around it. Mm-hmm. I don't wanna be around it. But if I come right after it happened, mm-hmm. oh, best thing. Love hearing about it. I'm like, what? My uncle's funeral? Yo, the way me and my cousins cackled at that motherfucking pew, and then I was accosted by two crackheads. Very strange day. <laughs> Funerals are so weird. Uh, anyway, now that's talking about funerals. Okay, guys, we're going to hard pivot. This has been 14 minutes of random shit. Mm-hmm. But I haven't done this in a while, guys. It is the holiday season. It's the giving spirit. Mm. Okay, so please like, subscribe, share, share, share. Um, If you're so inclined to send us each some cash apps, or Venmo's or Zell's do that to help support the business. That'd help be support so us. Nice. That would be very nice. That would be very nice for us. Um, but we would love if you just like, like, subscribe, share, interact with us when we ask you guys questions because we love y'all. We really do. We come here week after week, talking things, working it out, and we love to work it out with y'all. So, share, share, share. We're begging. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and now on to our next. Ooh, our next segment. So, boom. Asia, what are we talking about? Today, we are talking about gun violence in America. Um, particularly how gun violence has changed um, since the Columbine, the one that really... I mean, as, as millennials, we have had a very intimate relationship with gun violence in America. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of what has shaped our generation and truly our fear. And I think also our anxiety. I think we are yes. very much uh, uh, anxious. And I'm not saying this, this is not like some scientific research because I'm pretty sure the people that went through Vietnam and the people that came home were very anxious too. But I think 
it, particularly for me, safety is such a huge, um, it, it's such an important thing for me, like for me to feel safe in all the spaces that I go to, like I've realized how much, um, yeah, it, how much it means to me. And I'm like, I wonder, like I, not to date myself, but whatever, but I was in high school when Columbine happened. I'm an old bitch. And it really just shaped how we went to school. Um, I think when I talk about going to school, like going to high school, telling people that did not grow up in New York. And I was like, yeah, every morning we went through a metal detector. We got patted down like every single day. But to this day, ain't nobody got shot in my school. Now, not right. to say that there have been times where guns were snuck, like, but they've done their due diligence to make sure mm-hmm. we were safe. And it, the, the security definitely was beefed up after that because we were all like very afraid. Nobody knew if they were going to go to school and possibly get shot. I mean, some people in my class made fun of it because it was something that ha- happened to white people in some random place in, mm-hmm. um, you know, in Columbine. But now to see how. Fast forward, that happened in 1999. This is now 2003. This is 24 years later. Is that right, math? Yes, I think so. It's 24 years later, and the amount of normalization that we have over, like, not only school shootings, but mass shootings in this country is really appalling. Like, it's now part of every day. Um, I started a new job a couple, whatever, about six months ago. And recently I got an email that they're like, oh, we need to do active shooter training. And I'm like, what the actual fuck? Mm-hmm. What the actual fuck is happening? Yeah, my job had active shooter training. I didn't I didn't take it yet, but yeah, they have that training going on. And I remember like being in um high school and I remember I, had a, I went to like a big high school and it had a huge library. Like it was the whole floor. It probably wasn't, but it was a huge library. And I remember, and it was like there was a way, there was a back entrance, but the one. And I remember sitting there with my friends and being like, we would, we would talk about how we would escape mm-hmm. if someone came in the doors right now. And we had other detectives as well, but we still knew that it's you're now in school and it's not. This is a possibility someone might, might come in with guns. And it's being like, and that's probably where the anxiety started. Like you said, like I didn't even know because we were half serious, half joking, right? Right. But we, I am thinking about it. I am thinking about like, what if someone does come in here with a with a gun? And then even like, and then as as time has progressed, then we have the the shooting in the movie theater, the shooting in Las Vegas, and now like it is such a big part of the stress I feel when I do go out. Like yeah. we went to the Beyonce concert, and I was even when I was high, guys. So you know that didn't help. <laughs> But even at the, at the Beyonce concert, I remember feeling like a little anxious. Like, what if someone just decides to shoot us all? Like, what yeah. if they do? Right? Yeah. Especially like, I also get nervous when there's a lot of a lot of black people in one place. There's a lot of us. Like, I just feel like we're just sitting ducks. Mm. I remember feeling at the concert like, oh, there's a lot of black folks here, and we're in Missouri, Kansas, Kansas, Missouri. Now, well, honestly, very welcoming states. Very, very. The parts we went to were great. We had a good time. But they are Missouri, Kansas, Kansas, Missouri. I remember just sitting in the audience thinking like this. First of all, if not the shooting, it would be the trampling. And just being like, fuck, I just hate feeling like just always on guard, always on the edge because this is the reality. And to this day, I go to, I go to the movie theater. I'm like, okay, where are the exits? Or mm-hmm. I just have to always have an exit plan. And it just makes, it takes away from the experience that you're doing something if you're worried about being killed. It 100%. I think I think about shootings when I go into malls so randomly mm-hmm. and I'm just like what what would happen? Like if, to me I have <laughs> this is strange. I have been in a shooting, right? It was in a club. 
very random and mm. it shot the club up and quite traumatizing yeah quite traumatizing in brooklyn it was in brooklyn it was in canarsie in this big place and it was like me and my friends and this was at a time where people would shoot up the club for whatever reason but we were like we were cl- we were club rats okay mm. motherfucking club rats and we we're like no we're going to the club like we'll know what would happen like if they shoot it up nobody's gonna know whatever whatever and so randomly two guys got into a fight and then one guy and i they only shot i think they shot in the air i don't think they shot at somebody but also just that literally that split second of when you actually figure first of all i hope nobody well if you've been to the gun range you can like if you've ever shot a gun you can feel the vibration in your body Mm -hmm. and imagine if you're like in a big dance hall space and then you're just like ducking for cover everybody's scared everybody's running um i don't know as i think about it i was like i was so embarrassed because my shoes broke and i had (laughs) (laughs) and that's what everybody was wearing like five dollar shoes from the little spots right and my heel broke and i was just like looking for my friends we were looking for the car to get home and i was just like i had fucking glass because there were broken glass everywhere i had glass in my feet and everything and i was just like i cannot believe that happened and what did i do i went to the club the next week yeah literally went to the club the next week i was like we're not going to that spot because they don't know how to act but we're gonna go to the place that we but it's like it's literally everywhere yeah it's and everywhere I think, and like i think what happened like what you're saying is like it started off like Columbine was the in my mind, that's the biggest one, mm-hmm. right? And then, and then it, it, it happened for a while, mm-hmm. and it was like, okay, so it's a school thing, okay, right? I, that also, one isolated incident yeah. because then everybody was like anti-gun in school, anti-bully. It, it really launched a campaign where they were like, okay, this cannot happen again. Let's rectify this situation. We cannot have this happen anymore because so many people were like um, killed or injured, and you know. Also, it was a lot of white kids, so it mm-hmm. really was like mm-hmm. America cares about their children. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had to do something about it. So it really did kind of disappear for a little bit, but and but and then then it grew to other places. Mm-hmm. It was like now we're at movie theaters, now we're at malls, now we're at concerts, now you're at work, now you're just walking down the street, and it was like wait, so nowhere is safe anymore because now I'm terrified. Yeah, I, I'm not in school anymore, so I'm thinking I dodged a bullet. No, right? Because it doesn't matter where you go. And it's fucked up to say because it's like, yes, logically, I can understand Columbine, right? It was like, even though they said they don't know if he was bullied or not bullied or something. I think maybe he was bullied or he also was like, um, just like a kid on the outskirts. And, and those two of them. Yeah. And teenagehood, it's, it, it's so tricky growing up, right? Because everything matters so direly, even though, like, if you live a, as an older say, live a little, and it won't. And I can understand, like, how angsty you are. You're, you're just, like, growing into yourself. You have all these feelings, and you you also just, like, want to be your own person, but you also want to fit in. It, it's, you know? So it's, like, you can kind of understand the, the, the psychology around that. But to walk into a random movie theater... And open fire is wildly insane. No, honestly, even with all the angst of being a, a, a teenager, to want to kill a yeah. lot of people, no, insane. It's it, insane. Yeah, and I think, and I was saying, oh, they were, they were, the one was bullied, or they both were bullied, but you had each other. Like, honestly, that's too much friends that some people had. Like, I, I just. Don't. 
No, but it. Like I understand, I understand like what you're saying. I do, but it's just like, but you took all these lives. Yeah, you took all these lives. Like you know, it's one thing if uh, it's one thing if the the, the 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 bully kid end up fighting someone, and it's like oh, the underdog one. You're not you're no longer an underdog mm-hmm. if you're taking everyone's life. If you you no yeah. longer get that story. Yeah, and yeah. it's not what they wanted. They wanted infamy, which they got. And all these all these people want infamy. They want they want to be known. And and that's, and I hate to be the person like that's kind of pop cultures because it, it also you like I think a lot of the time so I I did a little bit of research about like when the period in time in which school shootings were super high right mm-hmm. so it's always like directly after a war right after World War Two there was a, a a spike in um, school shootings right so right after the Vietnam War there's a spike in in school shootings. And then, um, as far as like the 1980s, I don't really, I mean, they had Reaganomics. They had, it was a lot going on. They had AIDS. They had the Berlin Wall crumble. There was a lot of, there was a lot of stuff. And then it also is the, the, uh, which I think later influenced the the Columbine students. It's the, um, the emergence of MTV and pop culture and everybody and during this time there were so many um shows where they take ordinary people and make them famous and and not to like blame it on mtv or whatever but we were very much at that time in a culture where anybody at any time could become famous and it was like more with mtv and later vh1 it was like more like anybody could become famous and that's not to say like serial killers want to live in infamy murderers want to live in infamy i do recognize that but i think the cultural landscape of what was going on in America is really important to acknowledge in that point. Yeah, and I think, and this is not me saying about goth people and that stuff, but it also was a time where, like, we had, like, the punk. I think punk was, like, Yeah, punk was raging, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like it was also a time where it was, like, you're seeing yourself on TV as someone who's living with all, quote-unquote, alternative, especially mm-hmm. in Columbine. Where's Columbine? Oklahoma and Colorado, I think. Colorado, yeah. Let me double check. It could be Oklahoma. Oh no, no I'm thinking of the of the Unabomber. That's Oklahoma. Columbine is in. I'm gonna kill him. It is Colorado. Okay. Yeah. Um. So I think also is also like seeing those images as cool, and they're not not cool. Mm-hmm. Um. But now you have this like alternative person. I'm doing air quotes for alternative, and they're being bullied for being alternative. And then you have MTV, or just movies. Like I think one of the movies that they really was it Natural Born Killers. Oh, I think that's one of the movies that Columbine the, those um, boys referenced um, as like the inspiration. And now you now you're seeing like, oh yeah, look, uh, the, the quote unquote weird kid is just taking back their power. So I think definitely it's it's yeah all influential. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not to excuse it, but you you should try to understand things. But, yeah, yeah, but yeah. It's, yeah, I don't, and I and I think and I laugh all the time, and I'm like, of course you have anxiety. Yeah, sure, you have anxiety. But I'm like, actually, as I think about, it, I said, no, we are other anxious people. Yeah, we are other anxious people. Even like, and I think it's so weird because it it trickled down, in at least in like pop culture in America, like it was referenced on like mass shootings or open fire active shooters was only like depicted in um 
workplace settings, right? It's like, oh, be nice to so-and-so before they come in and shoot up the place or whatever. The post office, they go postal. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and they go postal. It was only in those scenarios where there's, like, heightened them all. Like, it kind of just, like, made way more sense. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, uh, an emotion directed at, um, it, it was, it was a effect of a cause, right? Mm-hmm. And now I just, it, and I say this over and over, it's just, like, so highly random, I feel like now people just want to murder as many people as mm-hmm. they can at one sitting. And I'm like, we are not a well culture. Yes, we do need to change the gun laws in America drastically. Drastically, drastically, drastically. Because the only, like, if they let the NRA have their way, everybody will be armed. And that is such a dangerous situation. I don't ever want to, like, I mean, and I go back and forth personally with owning a firearm because I'm like, I need to protect myself. One, I joke about the race wars or whatever, but also I'm like, maybe the race wars or just being a woman, uh, being a single woman by myself and feel mm-hmm. in, and with the the rise of um, violence against women that's creeping up in America, right? So I'm like, I want to feel like I'm protected, but also I know that's not the answer. And I'm like, we need, we, we need gun laws. We actually need to abolish. Like, why does a regular person need to own a firearm? And this is the, and I'm also, I'm not anti-guns. Um, I am definitely pro-gun laws and restricting guns. Because not a single person needs an assault rifle. There is not a mm-hmm. single person that needs an assault rifle because we're not at war. We are not at war. We don't need, we don't need an automatic weapon. Yeah. What, why do we need to shoot nonstop? Even if you're shooting someone to for self defense, you want to like shoot to stop. Yeah, you don't need to in a heartbeat eighty rounds into a person. It's mm-hmm. unnecessary. And he would say to hunting, if you're a hunter, you're not going to blow a hole through your deer. You're not going to blow a hole through a bear because yeah. you want to frame it. You want to do whatever you do with it. And why would you continuously shoot an animal? And that's the thing. It's like there's laws against assault rifles in hunting. They can't have a continuous shooting gun to hunt animals, right? Because everybody cares about animals. Why the fuck is that okay for humans? Yeah, so it's not for the animals. What's it for? Is it for humans? It's for humans. It's crazy. And then I was, um, oh, I don't want to trivialize it, but the last, oh, the shooting in, um, oh, the word, Val. Oh, uh, at the music festival in Vegas? No, the young kids at, at, at the elementary school. Not Sandy Hook? It was like, no. See, there's so many. Oh, you're talking about the one that just happened in Texas. Yes. Oh, my gosh. They were talking about the the size of the holes that these uh, automatic uh, weapons leave. And it's like, it's, they're the size of, like, golf balls. And, like, they're huge. They're huge mm-hmm. holes, right? So it's like... Uvalde. Uvalde, yes. Yes. Um, they're talking about that in particular, how the, the gunshot wounds were so large. And they couldn't identify some of the kids because of the, the, the holes. And it's like, why do you, why, why do we need these? This is, this yeah. makes no sense. This makes no sense to have a weapon that, first of all, anybody can just go by. Yeah. Um, let me do some, let me do some, some, some figures for you guys. Um, that you can just walk into your local store, local Walmart and just go gun shopping. That's actually insane. Um, so there are. Only a few states, um, so, okay, Minnesota, Virginia, and Washington state, they regulate, but they don't ban assault rifles. I'm not sure how they regulate them, but right. I don't believe it. Um, and then California, um, California, New York, Connecticut, Delaware, Hawaii, Illinois, Maryland, Massachusetts, 
New Jersey and Washington DC, they have a, a, a assault rifle, assault weapon ban. Mm-hmm. Um, which is interesting because California currently has the highest amount of mass shootings. Do they? Yeah, that that should, that surprised me. But it's like, why do you? But, but even even in New York, you can get a gun. If you're in Westchester, you get a rifle. You can't get you can't get an assault rifle, but you get a rifle very, very easily. In Westchester, mm-hmm. past 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 the five boroughs. Yeah, once you go up, it's fine. Oh, because now it's like you're kind of in country land and everybody mm-hmm. should be able to protect their property. Mm-hmm. That's all bullshit. One of my former friends, he lives somewhere up there an hour away. And he was like, yeah, you just go to the store and get a gun. Get a rifle. It's not a big deal. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Do you have to be a resident? Probably. Oh, they, do, they do ask for ID, but yeah, it, t- it takes nothing. It's not like a thing. Interesting. Interesting. That is wild. So, um, since January, as of August, we've had 470 mass shootings. Um, And to classify a mass shooting is a shooting that involves four or more people. So more days, we're we're almost, this is almost going on two per day um, at 470 by August. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know... And I know you joked earlier about Kansas City, Kansas, Kansas City, Missouri. But do you know that for a little while, St. Louis had America's highest gun homicide? No, yeah, in 2022. That's crazy. They had the highest fucking gun homicide rate. And Mississippi is the loosest state with gun laws. And of course, they have the highest gun violence. And that goes back to, I'm like, everybody can't be armed. Everybody, everybody should not be armed. Everybody, I don't know why I went through police training. <laughs> this is so crazy. I've I've lived through. We all lived through a lot. I've lived through a lot. So after um, uh, Abner Louima, mm. um, I don't know why, but we went on a school field trip to because I think we were we protested, and the school thought it was a good idea for us to see, um, what cops what the training was. I think NYPD did like an initiative for uh, schools to go through the training to understand uh, police training and shooting. So there was like this simulated um, experience where you are a police officer, a, a new police officer, and you're going through the training of like who to shoot and who not to shoot in this scenario. And I think they were trying to teach us like it's so easy to make a mistake. And it was so interesting that a lot of us did not shoot. Like a lot of us did didn't shoot because. And then I, I think my friend did. Like he got like he. It's, it's like they jump out of the thing. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes they have their hands up, or sometimes they'll jump out and they have a gun and they'll shoot you first before you can shoot them. And I think a lot of us got shot first, and they were like, "See, and you could die." And then um, we were like, "No, this is literally the." the oddest thing ever <laughs> like what the fuck are you talking about like there's so this is many, how life works right and you don't have to shoot to kill you can shoot like you can shoot to disarm you can shoot them in the leg you can shoot them in the hand there's so many like you're literally a trained person to to shoot an arm like to disarm somebody and you don't need to i have no fucking i i literally just unlocked that memory because i was like why the fuck were we there why were we there? And as we discussed a few episodes ago, uh, NYPD has been trained by the Israeli Defense Forces, who is the best military in the world. So don't tell me that you're shooting to kill every single time when you're being trained by the best defense military in the world. Exactly. There's give me, no give way. me another story. 
No, and, and if and if you being trained by defense teams, maybe you need to go on the offense. Maybe, maybe maybe you need to change strategies. Maybe. Like I don't know about y'all. Like yes, it is a dangerous job to be a police officer and to put yourself in a line of fire. Like I, I I'm never gonna. I won't. I'm not gonna do it. No, right? neither am I. Um, but you should be trained to to like take care of yourself and to be make sure that you're ready emotionally to to take on that task because that's not an easy task. And you're taking lives, right? Yeah. And some cops take multiple lives. Some and, cops make a sport of it. And like that man who ran over that girl and said that oh, was she's crazy. worth whatever, yeah. you know? Not to get not to get on to the police side of things. Back to back to history of gun violence. Lord have mercy. Um so, guys, here are the top 10 states with the most guns per capita. Y'all ready? Okay, we have Wyoming. Mm. I always forget about that place. Um, oh, hold on. Nope. Number one is Montana. I'm so sorry. Number one is Montana. Number two is Wyoming. Number three, no surprise here, West Virginia. Four is Idaho. This all seems right to me so far. Five is Alaska. No, that makes sense. That sounds so random to me, Alaska. <laughs> Six is South Dakota. I would have thought they would have been a little higher up. Um, seven is Oklahoma. Mm. Eight is Mississippi. Mm. Nine is North Dakota. Ten is Alabama, which is crazy. Because isn't that in Mississippi? No, Alabama's mm. Alabama. No, it's Mississippi, Alabama. Mm-mm. It's not. Where's Mississippi? Where Where? Alabama is Alabama? Yeah. Am I having a dumb moment? I'm having a Alabama is Alabama. Alabama is Alabama. I don't know where it's at, but I know it's Alabama. Alabama is Alabama. Birmingham, Alabama, right? Birmingham, Birmingham, Mm -hmm. Birmingham, Alabama. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then there's um, what you call it, Mississippi, where they killed all the people, all the blacks. It was burning on crosses. I'm sorry, guys. You know what? There's so many of them. Honestly, you really got to narrow it down when you say stuff like that. Um, 11 is Missouri. Mm. <laughs> 12 is Kentucky. 13 is Louisiana. 14 is Kansas, also known as Arkansas. And 15 is Vermont. With a, a mention to number 16, which is Maine. And I can only understand Vermont and Maine because that is a places that the whites go to hunt. Well, yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah. I think you said Alaska. I was like, oh, they have like wildlife. They have moose. Oh, they have actual animals. They do. Okay. I can see that. But yeah. everywhere else, you don't need all those guns. Yeah. And let me tell you guys, so as of 2008, sorry, 18, so it's, it's a little late in these um, results, but there were three, sorry, 390 million guns in the U.S. as of 2018. 390 million guns in the U.S.? Yeah. Yes. And this comparison to other countries, so... um. I'm sorry, you said 300. 390 million. 390 million. Can I tell you how many people are in America? How many? 332,278,200. There are more guns in America than there are people. Let me say that again. There are more guns in America than there are people. That is Crazy. insane. Yeah. That is insane. It's unnecessary. That is so unnecessary. At the very least, there should be one gun per person. <laughs> <laughs> At the very 
fucking least. Actually, they need to discontinue guns coming into the country because why do you have so many? Yeah. Yeah. And gun-related killings in the U.S. So, um, this is, this is between, this, this stat is between 2020 and March 2022. So, gun-related killings in the U.S. is 80%. England, 4%. Canada, 40%. And Australia, 11%. Yes. And also, so gun-related crimes, right? So actually, most people die by suicide when it comes to guns in the U.S., which was shocking to me. So um, the number for suicides is 26,328, and the number for homicides is 20,158. So it's almost, just about almost equal. Yeah, Yeah. just about. Probably about a margin of like 2%. Yeah. I get it. I mean, I don't, I, I mean, I, I, I do get it. Like, if you're going to kill yourself, just pop out. But then they got to take the gun. They got to take the gun and destroy it. They got to melt it. Why are you keeping that gun? And so a big, a big issue with gun control is the lobbyists, NRA. As we all know, at this point, we all should know NRA, right? Yeah. The National Rifle Association. They put money in these, in these people's pockets, in the senator's pockets, in the, and to keep to keep from getting gun laws. That's what, that is their job. They put the money in. People are like, well, I need, I need a new house, right? So in 2010, there was 20 million spent from gun rights lobbyists. Um, guess how much was spent on gun control? Like lobbies, lobbying for gun control. $1,100. Just over 1 million. Just over 1 million? And how much was spent on- 20 million. 20 million to lobby- I don't know, guys, I don't know if you know what a lobbyist is and what they do, but basically they are the people that really spend, they think of like a PR team on crack. They are really paying the people to influence them, to influence their ideas, to influence how they vote. And when I tell you they will turn not one single stone unturned, they will, oh my God, that is actually insane. It's so much freaking money. And, and the only way that they get away with it is like, this is not the money of the government that's been lobbying. This is like actual Americans mm-hmm. fundraising $20 million mm-hmm. in order to lobby for their guns. Like Asia and I, we talked about our trip to uh, Kansas City, Missouri, Kansas City, Kansas. And we were, you know, flying through St. Louis and the um, I was, I was, I was afraid. There were... So many NRA stickers, patches, backpacks. And I was just like, I'm in a different world. And yeah. I'm already anxious because I'm in middle America for the first time. And I didn't know what to, you know, to expect, even though we had a lovely time. Beautiful. And it was just like, it, 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 I, yeah, I was, I was like very much afraid in that airport. And I was just like, I'm not going to look at anybody. I'm not going to cause a scene. Like, I'm just going to go where I got to go. And, but inside I was like, and the open carry states, I mean, California is also open carry state, but LA isn't. I feel like, I could. I don't, I don't know the particulars of that, but you don't see people with guns in LA. But outside of LA, it's open carry. Mm-hmm. People just have their guns. But the first time I ever saw someone like, openly carrying a gun was in Virginia. Um, what is that, Richmond? Richmond? I don't know, where my family's from in Virginia. But my, my cousin has several guns, first of all, for protection, um, including a rifle, um, a uh, that's a rifle. machine gun. Oh, assault rifle. Mm-hmm. Oh, crazy. And it was so crazy because he was like, "Yeah, because they were shooting around here, and 
surely enough, like around 11 o'clock, there was a shooting. He's like, oh, it's fine. They're shooting up to this guy. But then one night he did run outside because they were shooting near his house. And I'm just like, this is madness. But what really threw me for a loop was we were in 7-Eleven at 5 a.m. Granny head back to New York. And this guy came in, this black guy came in, in his cowboy looking self. And he just had his pistol on his hip. Uh, it wasn't in the holster. It was just kind of, I guess, the holster that that shows the whole gun. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, 7-Eleven with a gun? Like, I just feel like you should be going somewhere. I mean, I guess he's waiting for the robbers. He's just picking up a damn slushy. It was, it was just, it was just like I didn't feel safe. And I know there's, there's this argument like, well, if everyone has a gun, everyone's safe. No, I did not feel safe. No. And not because I didn't have a gun, because I don't know this person. I don't know what they want. I don't know why this man has a gun on his hip at five a.m. It just, it just feels extremely wrong. I'm sorry, that is bad logic. If everybody has a gun, everybody said. If everybody has a gun, we're all on alert, yeah, baby. We're all shooting each other. We're all shooting each other. Imagine, imagine. People be shooting. People, I was listening to this podcast and this girl was like, she went back home to Florida and um, her mom started to argue with somebody over a parking spot. And they had to remind their mother, like, no, girl, this is Florida. What are you doing? People get shot for arguing over for over parking spots. You get shot dead over fighting over parking spots. I'm, we, no, I would be so alert. It would be like me. I'll be as alert as me walking in midnight at Central Park in the pitch dark and every fucking light is out. Yes. What? No. No, no, no. Um, and then the other thing that I don't know if you guys know about is there's something called ghost guns. What is a ghost gun? They're guns that are like you can essentially 3D print a ghost gun. Oh, I was just thinking about the people that are 3D printing guns, and it's like some mm-hmm. of them work and some of them don't work. Yeah. So guns that are privately assembled from kits and are consequently untraceable are commonly referred to as ghost guns. While they are illegal in New York, um, uh, Dr. Spitzer um, said they're easy to acquire in other states. You can buy them through the internet, order parts from a company and makes and makes them. And with minimal tools and effort, you can assemble a gun, he said. Like that's even that's more crazy. insane. We already don't have enough guns. First of all, first of all, the thing about that is we don't even have enough gun laws to, to need you to go do that. <laughs> like, just go get a gun. Just go get a gun legally. You don't need to fucking make one and have it be untraceable. It's just, uh, it's crazy. And, and the fact that some people could bring guns onto college campuses. Onto airplanes. Listen, if I get on a plane... And before I fall asleep with my lounge seat, my recline seat, and I see somebody with a gun, I'm getting off. People are losing their goddamn minds on planes. Actually, and- I went to sorry, mm-hmm. I went to a spa when I was away recently, and this guy said, "Let me check your bags." And we're like, "Okay." He's like, "We're like, we're having the food." Then I'm looking for guns, and we're like, "Why?" He's like, "Oh, we had two guns earlier." Two guns earlier at the spa. Mm-hmm. Listen, <laughs> the only place I see guns are on officers, and that's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. 
And even some of them shouldn't have it. They need to go Most back to the baton. Most of them shouldn't have them. They should go back to the baton. That is actually insane. Why do you need a gun in a spa where everybody's trying to relax? And this is because, you know what? Americans don't know peace. Mm-hmm. We don't know peace. Everybody's saying peace in the Middle East, and it should be peace in the Middle East. I pray for God. But we also need peace here. at home. <laughs> we need peace at home. Why are people shooting? Like, why are people shooting? And I get it. They're like serial killers. Serial killers are rarely shooting their victims. Oh, they're, they're torturing not. Yeah. them. They are. Yeah. It's given extensive. It, it's not. You're not helping the cause against serial killers. You're not. You're not. And the thing about New York that's crazy is I, because I, like, Ty, I agree. I think, especially women, should be able to carry a weapon because we're being targeted by men and we're being killed, right? But in New York, it's so hard to even carry a gun. In New York City, it's so hard that you can you can get a gun and it has to stay locked. That the, the parts can't be connected. So you can't have the, it can be no chamber, no rounds in the chamber and it has to be locked away. So it's kind of like, why am I, what am I doing with this gun? I'm just keeping it for, when I go get my bullets, right? And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> you wait right there, right? And then so you have people who legally want to protect themselves, but because of, because of the lack of gun regulation, people who should not have any access to guns are just going to get them legally, illegally in other states mm-hmm. or just doing illegal. And that's and that's the problem. There's no regulation. Yeah. All you need to do is just have someone use their address. I'm not saying how you guys get guns, but use someone's address in that state, get an ID in that state, and now you get a gun. Yeah. And then you can transport that gun anywhere. And like I know they're like, oh, it's a registration. Like it's not though. They can't like look what happened in the train station um in Sunset Park a couple of years ago. That man? Yeah. hmm Open fired. Racially targeted, insane, absolutely deplorable. But it's like Who's he targeting? Asians. Oh, was he? That's what they said. Um, I didn't know who he was targeting. Okay. That's what they said, but who knows? I mean, it was so much speculation around that allegedly they say he was targeting Asians. Um, but it's just, I feel like as a society, we're so mentally unstable. There's so much happening in the world that I, I just can't trust people to, with a clear head and a clear mind, handle a gun. Like people can't even handle vehicles. Oh my gosh. Like I just saw a TikTok of a guy who lost his shit because they were having a parade and they closed off several exits mm-hmm. and he broke through the barrier and just was speeding down the parade route like kind of talking to people but not hitting them mm-hmm. and then he got he's in he's now arrested and he has like a 30 million dollar bail but it's like what if he had a gun too yeah that's not it's just we're too emotionally charged this we are so overwhelmed as a people we don't need to add a firearm to it we don't need a killing machine to be added to it. We're not at war at home. Some of us not at war at home, but we're not as right now. There's no declared war, and we need to chill. Um, so I'm going to read you some things we can do to reduce gun violence. Okay, so every town says uh, to keep communities safe, you can block concealed carry reciprocity, uh, keep guns off of campuses, prohibit guns in sensitive areas, prohibit open carry. Uh, require permits to carry concealed weapons in public. I don't know how that's actually going to work. Um, strong standards for carrying concealed weapons in public. Uh, Victims of Crime Act, they call it VOCA Assistance Funding, and Violence Intervention Programs. Um, 
I think I don't know. <laughs> I don't think anybody should be carrying a concealed like if you're if what you want to have a gun for is to protect your home, keep the gun in your home. Right. I don't think that it should ever be out in public at any time. I think that yeah, like why why do you need your gun in the supermarket? And it's like, oh, just in case somebody but everybody if everybody's thinking that and then everybody like, no. I know it and that really is the catch, right? Because you're saying I was like, yeah, because sometimes I'm scared at night when I'm walking from my car or walking somewhere. So I will like a little gun on me. But unfortunately, I know I'm not gonna go on a mass shooting. I know I'm not gonna kill somebody because I'm mm-hmm. upset about a parking spot, right? Yeah. But we but we we have this we actually know that's not everyone's mindset. Exactly, because then there's also the, the fact that people who, and, and they don't talk about it. Largely, the people that do carry guns in public or whatever, it's a power thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I, I, I held that, that steel and I felt so powerful. It, it, it's playing into this like very, um, I'm a demonic spirit that people carry. And it's like, you don't need, like, you need to find other ways in, within yourself to feel powerful that doesn't include you having to carry a weapon that can kill somebody. Right. At all. Like, learn karate, you know? <laughs> I remember my dad told me this story about when he was younger, like, I don't know, probably early teens, how some guy in the block told him karate, right? Like, mm-hmm. the whole, like, wax on, wax off type situation. And then he said he got into a fight with somebody in the park, and the man kicked his ass. He said, as he was making his karate stance, that guy punched him right in his face. And he said, he realized at the moment, karate is not for, like, actual street fighting. It's, it's... I mean, no, he, he got to go higher up in the, in the ranks to really get all the... He said, because he was guiding to his stance, and that man punched him right in his face. And he was like, whoa! Like, <laughs> and he wasn't that he couldn't fight. He just, he just learned a new skill. Right. He's ready to... to... He said, let me dust up these nunchucks. <laughs> Okay, so this is from time.com, and this is six ways to combat gun violence. So one, they say buying a gun should be like buying a car. And basically they say how, like, there was a lot of car de- car deaths um, in the early 1900s. So, so weird to say, right? Um, and so the car companies, they have to get regulated. They have to, like, install seatbelts. They have to, you know, you can't drink and drive. You can't do all these things. And it was like lawmakers should have the same kind of passion for those deaths mm. as they do for car for for guns no one is trying to say take your guns away just make them less accessible and make them less deadly mm-hmm. like it, it's it is an option um one is passed sorry two is passed gun laws that actually reduce gun violence um not all gun laws are created equally the military grade rifles using many mass shootings may dominate the political debate but the account for less than oh five percent of homicides so when we discuss mass gun violence it is a mixture of mass shootings, which those are mostly um, assault rifles. Mm-hmm. But gun violence is also just you carrying a single gun, yeah. uh, a regular gun, and you're shooting people also. Um, so basically, background checks for all private sales and restrictions. Just simple things. Like, you have to do all this stuff to vote, to get on the plane. There's so many things you have to do that doesn't require, that that pretty much won't make you able to take someone's life. Yeah. That is so, even if you go to ASPCA to adopt a shelter cat, they want to know who else is in the house with you. Are there other cats? What's your, what's, your, what's your schedule? Will this cat be alone? If I could just walk into a store and buy a gun? That is insane. Yeah. Um, also, they're saying doctors can help reduce gun violence by asking parents, like, is there a gun in the household? Um, because a three-year-old has enough, a three-year-old has enough grip to shoot a gun. 
Oh, mm. so if if doctors are letting parents know, hey, your child is three, make sure you have the gun put away properly. Does your child know you have a gun? Um, because I guess if we're going to have guns, they had they need to be taught to use them at the very least. The children in the house? No, people. Oh, people like the, to keep safekeeping. Yeah. yeah, and I think I'm like they should probably have like safety officers come in. It's like if you have a gun in a home, let's see how locked up your gun is, how safe it is in the home, like. There needs to it be, has to be something. Yeah. Um, four, invest in smart gun technology. So if you watch any of those sci-fi movies, basically a gun that unlocks with your fingerprint. Oh, I did. I, I was just thinking about that. I watched, Um, I don't know if you guys ever watched uh, Watchmen, but there was like a scene where the officer had to go. He didn't have a gun on him. He had to go back into the car. He had to call his ranking officer for him to unlock the gun. And then he had to tell them why he needed to unlock the gun and then i mean they unlocked it too late and the guy shot him in the head but but he did his due diligence he did his due diligence and i said i said this is a very smart protocol um eliminate funding restrictions on gun violence research according to a 2017 study published in the journal of american medical association gun violence should have received 1.4 billion in federal research money from 2004 2014 on the basis of mortality rates and funding levels for other leading causes of death instead such projects receive 22 million just 1.6 of the project amount so basically what they're saying is just how we put funding into cancer research, put funding into making cars more safer, put funding into research that people know how dangerous guns actually are. Yeah. And really like educate the people on like, I feel like everybody, everybody feels like it's their right. It's my right to have a gun. And the last one is end legal immunity for gun manufacturers. Federal law offers a gun industry extraordinary protections. In 2005, Congress passed the Protection of Lawful Commerce and Arms Act, which shields gun manufacturers and sellers from civil claims brought by victims of gun violence. And this is when this, the lobbying we were discussing, mm-hmm. this, is, this is the lobbying at yeah. their finest. Because yes, um, just like the qualified immunity when it comes to cops, if the cops are held responsible for taking people's lives, they would take less lives because now it's coming out of their pocket. Yeah. So the same thing, same thing goes with this. Like hold these manufacturers of, um, because why are you selling in America? Stuff like that. You're not, it doesn't make sense, right? So hold them responsible for these mass shootings. When someone goes in and kills like 10 children, they should have been sued these companies. It should not be, um, the, the owner should not only fall on the person doing the shooting. It should be the person who access the guns. Yeah. Person who's giving the guns, person who's, who's allowing this to happen should also yeah. be held responsible in these situations. Yeah. And I think in, in turn, they will be stricter about who they give guns to. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so funny because like, we know we think of Texas as one of a gun a, a gun place in which it is. And Texas is very big on like trying your accomplice. Like if you're in a car, if you go into a building and you shoot somebody and I'm just I'm just in the car. I don't know what you're doing there. I'm going to jail with you. I'm getting your time. Really? Mm, Texas is crazy. So it's so crazy how they let. So so you knew you knew to to jam me up. Right. I'm right. just giving you a ride to the store. <laughs> But the gun that you use has no part in this crime. That's so crazy. That's so crazy. Because I'm like, you. it's like if you get in a car with me with a gun, right? And we go into the store. And I'm, I'm just outside filling up the gas tank at the uh, at the pump. And you go inside. And then you decide to shoot the clerk. Now we both go into jail? Yeah. And we get in the same time. No. And they can even, and here's the thing, this is, I'm not going to say this is not going to happen, but even if they want to start 
slow, start holding the gun seller responsible, not the manufacturer. Because yeah, that's, they what, have, that's what I thought. I was like, that doesn't make sense. It should be the person that sold yeah. the gun. The people that don't do their due diligence to check all the boxes to make sure that this is a safe um, gun sale. Like, but even, and even if they do, like, you can buy a gun at, like, a gun fair. Yo. You could just go to a wild. gun fair in a whole other state and just buy a gun there. That's wild. Like, I was talking to someone over the weekend, they were saying they got just got their gun license, $20, showed their ID, in Pennsylvania, got their got their gun. That's it. So it's not even due diligence. There's no diligence to even do. They're like, you want one? You want one? It's like, yeah. They're handing them out like Tic Tacs, and that's like... Despicable? I keep saying, I realize every episode, I'm like, this is insane. This is it. But it really is like... The world is insane. What are we doing? Well, I think we've mentioned on here many times, like, we have to start with our local government. Yeah. Because those are the people who represent us in Congress. Yeah. So, you know, you can't get to Biden directly, but you can get to all your New York, even your Bronx, Brooklyn senators, your Bronx representatives. Start with them. Yeah. Let them know you you need these things. Now, again, the lobbyists have the money. NRA has the money. So, I don't know, guys. Maybe, <laughs> you know what maybe we could do? What? I don't know. I was thinking boycott the people who give the lobbyists the money, but then when it comes to the gun sales. Mm. Yeah. It's like, and it's so insidious, right? Because it's like, I'm pretty sure America is making hand over fist over gun sales. And then it's like, well, how far will the economy fall? Because that's really the only thing that this capitalist structure mm-hmm. actually cares about. If they wanted to, they will ban guns. But I'm pretty sure it's a cash cow of money. Like, it ha- it definitely is a cash cow I mean, this is a country of violence. It has been since the inception. And it's going to be our downfall. I will say this. New York is doing, as of April 6, 2023, as far as the NYPD says... We are seeing a drop in shooting incidences in, in the city, which is really nice. Yeah. Yeah. They saw like a 26.1% drop. That's oh, a high number. That's a good number. That is a high number. Yeah. Like, what was it before? Um, in t- March 2022. And then they seen a drop of 23.2% in uh, shooting incidences citywide through the first quarter of 2023 compared to the same um, period that time. So... It is going, yeah, and homicides fell by 11.4%. Oh, wow. 31 versus 35 for the month of March. So, I mean. This is good news. It's, the crime in the city is going down, but it can go down further if there are no guns. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to put up them dukes. It's like what Craig's dad said. He said, put that gun down and put up them dukes. Okay? Y'all need to put them dukes up, bro. The I forgot who I went to talk. Someone said the first person to bring a, a gun to a knife. Yo, it's like wild. what the fuck was their problem? <laughs> the person, the first person that brought a fucking gun to a knife fight was insane, bro. They said, "Wait until I got okay. something for that ass." A real loser, right? He gonna he gonna go, and I'm gonna go like because you know it was a switchblade, and you know it was a switchblade. They loved the switchblade in the '80s. What? Oh gosh. Okay, guys, so as always, we want to know, what do you guys think? Are you pro-guns? Are you pro your right to guns? Are you anti-guns? Where do you stand on this spectrum? You can stand, And you can stand many places. Yeah. Because we stand many places. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I am 
I think you should have a gun, but I also feel like I will give up my right to have a gun if it's going to end gun violence. Like, I don't need it so bad that I'm, I want to have any more mass shootings or any single shootings. I'm like, you know what, take the gun away if if no one can use them properly. Um, so I don't know where you guys stand on on, on gun violence in America, um, especially, especially compared to other countries. Mm. I mean, I hate guns. I've only, I've shot a gun to practice because I'm like, if it's either them or me, I'd right. rather it be them. Like, I don't want to die. Right. I mean, that's fair. I I'm a, yeah, I'm only, like, pro-gun out of pure survival. But I literally hate guns. Every story that I've ever heard of somebody having a gun has always ended in tragedy. There's mm. not one time that I've heard of. And, guys, I told y'all before, my family are criminals. And it's like, it has never not ended in tragedy. Mm. Not one time. So I guess keep y'all guns. <laughs> Again, I always say tap in. Let us know what you think. Let us know where you stand. We love to hear it. And we really mean it. Yeah. We would love to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> that is very true. We really would. All right. Until next time, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Pontificating Podcast with your girls. Uh, I am the Asia Thomas. Uh, say key. And Sally and your girl, I am Queen Ty. Please don't forget to follow us on Pontificate and Pod. You can follow us, engage, 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 and like us on YouTube. We are at From the Burrows Podcast. Like, subscribe, follow, engage. And don't forget, we love y'all play cousins. Bye.